Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Here we go now, you know. Bump, I'm realizing what I did here is uh, I, I put people on the spot. And uh, I think people are a little too shy. Start them. I know. Mike, we've got on the line we're going to get to in just one second. But, you know, here I was figuring you and I were getting a lot of hate about Gino for for weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh, I would never pay Gino. You guys are idiots. I would never do that. So a question about whether or not paying Gino was the right call. I should have known that 50% of the people who would have said no aren't going to call in. Silly me, Bump. But I guess, you know, what I should do instead is say... Well, do you like it or not? What do you want to see the Seahawks do? Here I am saying, guys, I am giving you a mic. This is your chance to go on sports radio and talk about Geno Smith and the Seahawks and whether or not you can win a Super Bowl with them and what you want to see this team do. And all of a sudden it's crickets. Yeah, you know, you guys don't just want to talk. That's all. Hit us up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you like the decision to keep Geno? Do you wish they would have done something else? Do you want to see them take a quarterback? All you're doing, you're calling in. We're talking Seahawks. How do you get back to a Super Bowl, right? That's that's what this entire conversation is about. Uh, So we're going to start with whether or not keeping Geno was the right call and then sound off. 866-979-3776. Again, that number. Call now. 866-979-3776. I'm going to be annoying and give it to you one more time. <laughs> 866-979-3776. Call now. We're giving you a mic. Speaking of mics, let's go to Mike in Spokane, our first caller here. Mike was keeping Gino the right call. Yes. Uh, yeah, signing Gino Smith was absolutely the right call. Uh, I'd say arguably he was the reason why we made the playoffs last year. We had one of the worst defenses in the league. And that, you know, his play on offense as a quarterback position uh, was the reason we were able to win nine games and uh, get in the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely the right call. And right now we have the draft capital. Looks like we have a little bit of room, thanks to Geno Smith, uh, taking a little bit less uh, than he could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have asked for $35, $40 million. It looks like he took 25 And uh, now we have some room to maybe get a, a free agent defensive player that could be uh, help us out, and then we got the draft capital uh, to sign some really good players. So, absolutely the right, the right call. Thanks, Mikey. I I agree, and he Mike makes a good point as well. I don't think we pointed this out enough today. Geno Smith probably could have got a little bit more. Probably could ask for a bit more, especially now seeing what Daniel Jones just got forty mil or four for one sixty. Mm-hmm. Randy Daniel Jones could run that ball, man, seven hundred sure. yards younger. on the ground. He's younger, seven touchdowns. Um, but I think Geno could have gotten a bit more, but he was able. I think he understands he's at the point of his career now where he just wants to win too. Like you want to get money, you got your money, you got some guaranteed money coming your way, but you also want to win ball games. And how do you do that? You have to surround yourself with talent. So you leave some some on the top there for Pete and Schneider to yeah. work with and go get you some help. Anyone a Mandalorian fan? You know, like this is the way. Is Geno Smith the way? Thank you, Tay, for raising your hand back there. Go Chiefs <laughs> on your behalf. Go Cougs on your behalf. Uh, is Geno Smith the way? That's kind of like where I'm steering with this question, right? Mike, our first caller, said, yeah, frankly, like Geno was a big part of the reason they went to the playoffs right. and, you know, fixed this defense and, you know, maybe he's a flyer on a quarterback and you're feeling pretty good. Uh, let's go to Alex on line two. Uh, Alex is calling from Seattle. Alex was keeping Geno the right call. What do you think about it? 
I think it was a great call. Um, you know, I think we have a good opportunity still to get someone in the third or fourth round, like DTR out of UCLA. Um, I don't think we need to go with someone in the first or second round. I think we should go heavy on the defense. But I think Gino was a great call with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, incentive based on the, on the contract. So I'm I'm good with it. Good. Yes. And he, uh, Alex mentions that you can get a quarterback later. Is it going to be Bryce? Is it going to be CJ? Is it going to be Levis? Is it going to be Richardson? No. Probably not. But what do you do? You support Geno Smith by going heavy on the defense and then still getting a guy later. Russell Wilson was drafted in the third round. Mm-hmm. All right, There's a way for you to do it. Is it likely you hit on that the way you would on one of these guys projected to go in the first round? No, there isn't. But you're thinking about the long haul. You're thinking about two, three, four years from now, and you have to be able to stop the run and the pass to give yourself a chance. I'd rather have a dominant defense and an average offense than a dominant offense and a below-average defense. Dude, watching a horrible defense is mind-numbing because you can't even be happy about touchdowns for too long before there's a response. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like watching the Kraken game the other day. Okay, well, that's a first of all too soon. They played the Bruins. <laughs> and we're like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> other day, thankfully, was a little longer ago because what? Going for five wins in a row today. Uh, all right, so I've seen some people, by the way, saying, hey, I'm trying to call uh, Busy. Brady is working on it. He's back there by himself. Brady, you're doing great doing solid thumbs up for Brady uh, so if it's busy just call back I see still uh, like one or two open I'll let you know when more open up but don't worry Brady I can see Brady answering the phone so he's he's working towards you uh, all right let's go to Anthony Anthony's calling from Renton uh, Anthony was keeping Gino the right call uh, I, honestly I yes keeping him as the right call but winning with him with for the Super Bowl I don't think so that's Ooh. it to be honest, it's a team effort. You can't just rely on one guy to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. It's a team effort compared to all these other teams who like all these other teams. They have a, the camaraderie. They have the brotherhood and all that stuff. You can't just rely on one person. You know what I'm saying? Look at, look at, look at the Broncos. They relied on one person. Who was that? Russell Wilson. What happened? They suck. They suck. <laughs> and uh, also, I, I'm the guy that texted about the guy that was getting engaged uh, with the two rings. And oh, my God. Said yes. <laughs> she said, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Congrats. Yay. Good yeah, night. Nice, I, nice. I, I went with a different ring. Uh, I went with a Cinderella wing, ring because uh, I'm a Prince Charming and I needed to take her away <laughs> from her wicked stepmother. Smooth, smooth. All right, like thanks it. for the call. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, thanks Anthony. for the call, Anthony. Congratulations on your engagement. Yeah, Very congrats. happy she said yes. Anthony saying, look, I think Gino was the right call. Do I think we can win with Gino? No, but it's because I don't think Gino is the kind of guy, not that there are, it sounds like Anthony's saying, like, I don't know that many people, if yeah. any are, that can just take a team there all the Anthony, way. Anthony makes a good point. You need more than just a quarterback, unless you have one of those once-in-a-generation type talents like the Chiefs have, and even they have some guys play better than expected. So, no, I agree with Anthony when it comes when it when it comes to you need more than just a quarterback, but you need a quarterback and not just more. You can have all these other pieces if you don't have a guy, your guy. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your guy to run your system that you trust, you can have those pieces and it's not going to work out. Uh, so I I agree with him, um, but I think I hold I give Gino more value than probably he does. 
Let's figure out if anyone else does or if they give him even less than did Anthony. Uh, let's go to Chris on line four. Uh, Chris is calling from Seattle. Chris was keeping Gino the right call. And uh, do you think that he's the answer? I think keeping Gino was the right call. I mm-hmm. think his season last year of like 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions is good enough to win a Super Bowl. I think Russ did it like 26 and nine. 20 and six interceptions one year when we went back to the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I don't think if it's Gino is statistically good enough player, it's just what are we going to build around him? And did we spend too much money? San Francisco went to the Super Bowl or NFC Championship last year with $27 million tied up in Jimmy Garoppolo, I think. So mm-hmm. it seems like it's all very doable as long as we have another good draft and sign the right free agents. Great points from Chris, too, talking about how some of the teams we've talked about that have gone there when we're like, oh, they're on a rookie, have different numbers of cap dedicated to quarterback. Is the same thing with the Rams. The Rams want a quarterback with a ton of cap still dedicated to Jared Koff, too. Uh, great call from Chris. Thank you so much. Um, you know, like, it, it, I like the comparisons. I've, I don't like... Uh, it, Chris didn't do this, but when I see comparisons saying, like, oh, Russ was nobody when he won... That's not what Chris is saying. What Chris is saying is like Russ wasn't the answer. Russ wasn't out here throwing 35 touchdowns and five picks. You know, like these numbers, we've seen numbers kind of like Geno's be with really successful teams. Yeah, it's about a, what else you can do. There's a style that the Hawks won with. Now, I know, Legion of Boom. Okay, but the style that they won with was playing good defense, running the football, and allowing your quarterback to take the shots when you needed him to take it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the Hawks want to do right now. They want to play good defense. They want to run the football and allow Geno to take the shots when they are out there. And Geno does a great job of going through his pro- uh, progressions and doing that. Um, so, yes, help the man out. Defense, run the rock. Take your shots, Gina, when you can. Uh, we are at full lines, but this is why I'm telling you guys, every new call we take, another line opens up. So once you hear a caller come on, go ahead and call in. Uh, let's go to line five, another line opening up. Uh, Bob in Buckley. Uh, Bob, was keeping Gino the right call? Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely the right call. I can't imagine had he signed with New York or somebody else and we're sitting here going into the draft and free agency looking for a quarterback with that one guy that went to Denver last year. You see what happens when you bring a quarterback into a new offense. But, yeah, I'm stoked because now Pete and John, I'm I'm excited for the draft more than I've ever been because now we don't have to have a quarterback, and I think that they can build and beef up our defense and yeah i'm i'm excited and i think it's a great choice all right love the call bob um i'm going to uh mix up bob's call a little bit and uh and and kind of go back and forth with some takes let's go to line three tom and oak harbor uh tom was keeping gino the right call what's your reaction hey guys how you doing today hi tom how are you awesome hey i'm i'm in the bumpers car uh, as far as Gino, and uh, my opinion is more like Larry David. It's like, eh. <laughs> you know, I, I'm happy they got stability at quarterback, and 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 Gino, in my mind, if he replicates what he did, he's more like Matt Hasselback, you know, in, in, in his good years. So, which which you can get to a Super Bowl with the Hasselback. But my question to you guys is, doesn't this feel like it's all left, I mean, at least in the early rounds, linebacker, edge, 
defensive line. It sounds like they're going to go all in on defense. Hmm. Yeah, and and they should go all in on defense, especially Larry, right? If Larry uh, feels like Tom. Uh, Tom, sorry, Tom, yeah. if you uh, you feel uh, about the quarterback, <laughs> so you got to go all in on this defense, and then. I can see the comparison to Hasselback. I'm looking at Hasselback's numbers. 2008 was his best year. Excuse me, 07 was his best year. 05, they went to the Super Bowl. 24 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, completed 65% of his passes, but 34, uh, 3,400 yards through the air. But what they had, they had a run game. You know, they had Sean Alexander over there. Um, They had some pieces, some pieces on defense. So, yes, I agree. If, and I think that most of the league, respects Gino, but isn't overly concerned with him when they play him. They're like, look, he's good enough to beat you, but we're good enough to beat him as well. So what do you do? You got to run the ball and make sure he's supported on defense. I'm with you. Tom, you still feeling Larry David-esque with this one? (laughs) Yeah, I am feeling it, but you know, uh, they can work. I think Pete Carroll and Schneider can work around it. They've proven it in the past. And I mean, even Russell Wilson wasn't Russell Wilson until later. He was good with his legs, and uh, but he was just basically a game manager in the passing game those Super Bowl years. Don't turn the ball over is what basically Pete Carroll said, and and make key plays when you know move move the sticks when you need to, mm-hmm. and he did that. And I think Geno can do that, but you need that defense. And I think they're going to go all in on defense on this draft. Hey, would love to see it. Thank you for the call, Tom. Uh, let's get to let's get to uh, Brian. Brian's kind of calling all the way from Chicago. Brian on line four uh, was keeping Gino the right deal. Brian, what do you think? Bum, Stacy. Love to talk to you guys. I grew up in Washington State. I've lived there my whole life, except for we moved to Illinois, where all my wife's family is from, to be closer to her family. So great to take the call. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, I think it's the right move. Uh, I wanted uh, with Richardson out of Florida. I was really high on him Mm -hmm. after watching the combine and everything, but I can't argue with it. I mean, I've watched Pete and John over the last decade, so I'm okay with it. I like the incentive-based part of the deal. Um, I think that provides a little bit more flexibility, and I look forward to the draft. I'll piggyback off of Tom and and Bump. I think they're going to go defense heavy and get some more pieces on that side of the ball, and then you still got Walker, Metcalf, and Lockett. So I think get some pieces on defense in the draft, and Gino can – get better and I don't think the completion percentage will be as high so bring the interceptions down a little bit and I think we'll be all right good point yeah I think most people that are calling in look at this deal with Gino and say okay you got that piece done but unless you want to take the next step there's some other things that you have to do and that's exactly the approach that this organization is making right now or taking right now. They're saying we have to get the most important part of our offense, aesthetically at least, because uh, you need that offense in line, right? You got to get that most important part. But we also understand that Geno's not going to throw it 50 times and take over a game like that. I would love for it to happen. I would love to see it at least once. Um, but that's not his game. That's not who he is. At 32 years old, you know exactly who you are, and I think Pete Carroll understands exactly who he is. If Geno were the quarterback to come out and throw for 40 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, they're probably addressing this draft a bit differently. I think they're still going to go defense, but you're saying weapons, yeah. weapons. We yeah. need more. You spread it out. 
Uh, all right, thank you for the call, Brian, and we appreciate you listening and uh, and and holding it down all the way from from Chicago, man. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's thank get you. to uh, Garrett on line six. Garrett's calling from Woodenville. Uh, Garrett, we want to hear your reaction. Was keeping Gino the right call? What do you think about it? Well, yeah, I was in the truck heading up to the cabin to chop some wood, so I figured I'd give you guys a call. Garrett, you sound like you were getting one. into the truck to go chop wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think what people fail to acknowledge is when you draft a top 10 quarterback in the draft, you're going to pay him $20 million anyways. So at this point, your offense is locked down, solid. Top five offense, you got a borderline top five quarterback for top 15 money, which is John Schneider's ultimate scenario. Now the draft is fully his. He can trade back. He can utilize that top 10 picks on um, defense. Um, look at the free agent market. Teams are dumping defenses onto the market. It's going to be flooded. So you give John Schneider all that room, all that wiggle room to do pretty much anything he wants. The guy's a wizard. When he has this type of uh, freedom, I, I'm really excited for the draft, really excited for free agency. But the offense is locked down tight. I, I feel great about that. Love it. Garrett, you have fun chopping wood. Thanks thanks for holding it down out there in the wilderness, presumably. We appreciate you calling mm-hmm. in. Uh, what do you think about um, – that's the first time I'm glad Garrett mentioned it because yeah. it allows me to get to some other news here. I mentioned Bud Dupree uh, being released out of Tennessee. Frank Clark expected to be released. Leonard Floyd. We talked about them a little bit in NFL headlines, but Garrett's mm-hmm. saying, hey, there's going to be you know some flooding in of defensive talent and free agency, which obviously – always waters down the market. Um, maybe there is an avenue here to improve in free agency for a little less money than you thought you'd need to spend. Yeah, and he's saying also, Seth, that you got a great value. You got great value mm-hmm. out of signing Geno. From how he performed last year to what you're paying him this year, you got a good value. If he were 25 years old, he'd be getting about 35 to 40 for sure a year off of that performance that he had. Uh, but because he's older, he's 32, they're like, okay, your window's smaller. So you got great value. And his body is not of one of a 32-year-old. He's only played so many games. I give him 28, 27 years old. And then, like the point you said, things are going to happen right now. March 15th, it's about to be crazy. Guys are going to get released. You're making moves. Look at these teams that are that are trying to acquire some of these veteran quarterbacks. They got to let guys go because you only have so much money. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make moves for a rookie to come in. He's exactly right. It's about to be crazy right now. Yeah, as Garrett and Young Jock both said, it's going down. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to Colin and Bonnie Lake on line one. Colin, what do you think about the decision to keep Gino? Um, I love Gino. I could love me some Gino. Um, I think the value that they got with the contract is, I think it's fantastic. And like Bumpy just said, he's, I mean, basically he's in his prime, you know, with all the, because he hasn't played as much, right? So I I think they got great value. I love it. I love to see him back. Um, about that Daniel Jones contract, he got paid too much money, I think, but that's just my opinion. Um <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, uh, Colin. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Colin, yeah, Colin, Colin uh, loves Gino. Sold on him as a person, it sounds like. Sold on, on him as a quarterback. You know, look, it sounds like for Colin, it's like, yeah, I'd much rather have Gino than, than Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes getting four for 160. No thanks. Danny Dimes got hooked up with a coach that believes that he can run his system. A first-year head coach, got a coach of the year. He's looking at Danny Dimes and saying, I can do something with this. And then the Giants also know, 
I mean, what do they have, really? They have uh, the 25th pick, the 57th pick, second round, 89th pick, that's the third round. They got two in the third. So it's not like they're working with um, a high draft pick to try to influence guys to make moves mm-hmm. so they can get up and grab a quarterback. At some point, you just got to go with what you got. And the Hawks were kind of in that position. They do have the number five pick, but, but because they went with Geno, man, 20th pick, they're going to get a quarterback. All right, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Robert on line four from Issaquah, I think, is going to have a take that's a little bit different. Uh, Robert was keeping Gino the right call. What do you make? I, you know, I'm happy with it, you know, because I, I think that kind of trying to remember what I said to your, your screener, too. Um, I look at the Geno Smith trade as um, like a used car, reliable but still go get a young QB, draft a QB, because it's obvious the Seahawks organization goes by a person's character. Look at the person you're working with. The guy's an outstanding dude. Outstanding. So they drafted. I'm talking about you, Bumpus. Look at the other QBs that were out there. Derek Carr, do you think he would have fit in with the Seahawks out there? He's more expensive. But are we going to get the second half, Geno? Or are we going to get the first half, Gino? If we get the second half, Gino, that we saw the Seahawks play, I don't care about the excuses, offensive line, not having your receivers, blah, blah, blah. We're not going anywhere. But if we get the first half, Gino, and have a young QB watching him with his great attitude, the Seahawks are set. I really, truly think this is a smart idea, but still draft a QB to learn under him. That's my opinion. Thanks for the call, Robert. Yeah, Robert, I'm not mad at that at all. I think that either way, if you have a young QB, we want first half Gino, uh-huh. but whatever Gino you have, <laughs> that young man's going to learn from him. Gino's also made his mistakes, it has even recent ones and ones early in his career. Um, so, yes, if you do have a quarterback, they're going to benefit regardless because the turnaround that Gino had last year mm-hmm. when it comes to um, his, his leadership and his play was amazing. All right, Kyle, Greg, Brandon, and Joe, I did not have time to get to your guys' calls, but shout out to all three of you, uh, or four of you. I really, really appreciate you calling in. Uh, way to have our backs there. I was wondering if anyone was going to call in, and I, I'm so sorry I didn't get to you guys. I wish you, they you did. Tried to back there, me up. There's I know there's so many good so opinions. Much on the line. I know, I know. Now you can see what you guys said to our screener, and I wish I would have gotten to it. Anyways, Kyle Gray, Brandon, Joe, sorry I didn't get to you guys. Shout out to you for and obviously thank you to everyone who called, everyone with great calls today. Uh, all right, so here's how we're going to wrap up the show. we got two more segments coming your way. What I need to know, of course, coming up at 145. Um, you can get your questions in for that. If you tried to call in and couldn't get through, but you have a question about Gino's contract, anything like that, you can text it in for that. Uh, you can also text in non-sports stuff, 866-979-3776. That's the text line first, though. Uh, let's see what's on tap. This is What's on Tap with Bump and Stacy, brought to you by Dick's Driving. So, folks, what's on tap? Oh, man, I've been a lot of Geno today, but don't forget that your Seattle Kraken looking for five in a row. They're taking on the Ducks tonight at 7 p.m. That's What's on Tap, brought to you by Dick's Driving. You are listening to Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Heading to the station for Hype Train, coming your way next. Bump and Stacy, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios on Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Rost. All right, this hour of Bump and Stacy brought to you by Mazda of Everett. Get your questions in. Any question you have for what I need to know, text it now to the Mac and Jack's text line, 866-979-3776. Right now, though, it's time to head to the station for Hype. 
Here's how it works. I tell you a trend, a prediction in the world of sports this week. Yes, a lot of these are NFL and contract and franchise tag stuff, just given the tone of today's conversations. But you're going to deal with it. It's still going to be fun. Uh, so I tell you a prediction in the world of sports. If you are boarding it, it means you can see it happening. you got to tell me why. Uh, if you do not see it happening because you think it's nothing but hype, we're just getting excited about a topic because that's what we do, but it's not really going to happen, then you got to tell us why you're not boarding. Uh, so here we go. Brady Bones and for Curtis Rogers today, Bump, you're going first, as always. First type train into the station. A conversation we had earlier today. The Seattle Seahawks reached agreement on a three-year contract uh, with Geno Smith to keep him here in Seattle. He was a Pro Bowler last year, comeback player of the year. He led the league in completion percentage, set new franchise records in completions, attempts, completion percentage, and passing yards. Although it was also in one year, there's room for regression, and that's why there's still some doubt as to whether or not Geno Smith is the guy. This is your hype train. Tell me if you're boarding. The Seahawks can win a Super Bowl with Geno. Geno Smith, Mr. 105 million, 25 a year, around 28 this year. Pro Bowler, they need some help though. A lot needs to happen on defense for them to even have a chance. I'm just trying to get into the playoffs and win a game at this point. Yeah. And I'm not settling for um, a mediocre team. I just set goals at the beginning of the year. And if you hit the goals and good, if you surpass them, even better. So my goal for this team is to make the playoffs and win at least one playoff game. The way the team is constructed right now, I don't think there's enough to say okay. they're going to win the Super Bowl. So unfortunately, I'm off this train. Holla at me uh, week 14. I, I could I could be thinking something different. By the way, Wally from Snoqualmie saying, wait, what are the rules to the hype train? Stop dragging me, Wally. Okay, I'm a rules person. <laughs> Am I the person that opens up the game and says, guys, I'm going to read the rules aloud to everyone? Yes. Okay, we're dealing with it. Uh, Bump not boarding this train. Brady, and for Curtis today, the Seahawks can win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith. That is your hype train. Are you boarding? The way it's categorized is the easy answer. You put can win, not will win, not should win. Can win, absolutely. I'm boarding this train. I'm giving myself the horn because I like it. But, yeah, if you want to win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith, I think it's completely possible. Yeah, like Bump said, there needs to be a few more pieces added in to maybe make it a more likely of a chance. But can, absolutely. I think I'm going to board. A little bit against my better judgment, but it's not necessarily because of Geno. Uh, it's because I think that the Seahawks are just a few too many pieces away. And thankfully for them, they're not competing in the tougher conference. Although, unfortunately for them, you still got to beat that conference to win it all. <laughs> uh, and I just I don't know how many teams I see surpassing any of the top teams in that league. However, it does feel like a more wide open NFC there. There is more volatility in the NFC right now. Um, and they do have more draft capital than than they've ever had under John and Pete. If they hit on those picks and you have back-to-back consecutive classes of a lot of contributors that become starters, that can do a lot for you in a short period of time. I'm just going to board for fun. Next type train in here. Easy they're, way out. They're fly. You took what the you easy about? way. How, I'm how just going to board for how fun. Sway. For fun. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'm boarding because I believe. Okay? <laughs> okay? I'm boarding because That's I better. think Gino is better That's than you guys better. think he is. That's better. Okay, thank you. <laughs> they're flying out to California to meet with him. He's no longer on his darkness retreat, though, so maybe it takes place in a Starbucks. Who knows? The Jets are meeting <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers to try to pitch him on coming to New York. This would have to be via trade, but the Packers have allowed the conversation to happen. Here's the hype train. Tell me if you're boarding. Aaron Rodgers 
will play for the Jets in 2023. Green Bay is shaking in their boots right now. Now they're saying, look, we're tired of playing on his timeline. And they do have a young quarterback in Jordan Love over there. And you got to see what he has eventually. Yeah. They've been, he's been waiting so long. It's a first-round pick. Three years, 10 games, one start. I think one interception, one touchdown. Just not enough to really know. And because Aaron Rodgers is reminding me of um, Brett Favre right now, mm. I'm just going to say going to do some Brett Favre things and head up out of there, go to New York. And let Jordan Love take this thing over. Head to a team in the north. There you go. Uh, all right, the hype train. The hype train is that Aaron Rodgers will play for the Jets in 2023. I can't get over. I want to say it was Colin Cowherd that had a picture of Aaron Rodgers photoshopped in a Jets jersey and said he just looks less good now. Like I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. He just looks less good, and it was true. Brady, are you boarding the train that Rodgers will be suiting up for what do they call gangrene? Isn't that a disease? I don't know. Yeah, that's when you gotta like cut a part of your body off because it becomes so infected. What do they call them? Gangrene. They call themselves gangrene. After they're done with you, you're going to have to cut something else off. Don't you get that from like climbing Mount Everest? You can get it from that. You can get it from accidentally shooting a body part off. Speaking of hype train, I've taken us off the rails. Brady, (laughs) are you boarding this train? Rogers for the Jets, 23. I think there's only one contingency that will keep Rodgers from going to the Jets if not staying with the Packers and that's if the Jets allow him to either build or use one specific room to keep completely dark before every game so we can always emerge (laughs) from the darkness and get out there and play for the Jets so if they do that then I'm boarding this train they are gangrene and then gangrene, which is a death of tissue caused by a lack of blood flow or serious bacterial infection. Why would you name the color of your jersey after a serious, essentially flesh-eating disease? That's why you have. That's why you aren't winning. Like <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the Jets uniforms. Uh, I'm boarding this one. I think if it's gone as far as them meeting with him, he's on his way out. Like the, he has no real interest in returning to Green Bay, in my opinion, unless they do every single thing he says. And I think there's just too much of butting heads there for that to happen. Next type train into the station. Let's get back to the Seahawks for this one. Frank Clark expected to be released by the Kansas City Chiefs. Bobby Wagner going to be released by the Rams. Free agency starts March 15th. Legal tampering period begins March 13th. Um, This one is open for interpretation, but this is what it is. A former Seahawk will reunite with this team in 2023. 54, not 45. 54, not 45 will be a Seahawk in 2023. He's going to take a hometown discount. Let's go, Bobby. Uh, Brady, are you boarding the hype train that a former Seahawk will reunite with this team in 23? The hype train leans towards either Frank Clark or Bobby. I'm right there with Bump. Got to get Bobby Widener back. Got to get that number changed right back to Bobby? the right side. We love Bobby so love much Bobby, that I'm going to hit him. Hey, Bobby. I'm going to hit him a button right now. Even Bobby's on the hype train he wants back in Seattle so bad. God. Uh, I'm not boarding this hype train. I think I would love to see Bobby back in Seattle. I think that A, he may be too rich for their blood still. He had a great season last year. And B, I think that this team, depending on Jordan Brooks's recovery, is still going to be like, well, what do we do about Jordan? Jordan Brooks like is it Jordan Brooks's team or are we gonna say hey sorry Jordan deal with it you may not come back until week 10 so we're gonna move on right I mean if he's recovering fairly well it's too soon to tell he had surgery January 19th then maybe that isn't something that happens most interesting thing we learned today in 
in lieu of also obviously the Geno stuff. Bob Condota of the Seattle Times joining us saying he's hearing from people in L.A. that Bobby would love to come back to Streets Seattle. Streets is talking. Streets is talking. Mm-hmm. I say that. Okay. That was Hype Train. This hour of Bump and Stacy brought to you by Mazda of Everett. We're heading into What I Need to Know. Wrapping up the show with your questions. Send them now to the Mac and Jack's text line 866-979-3776. That's next. Bump and Stacy, Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle Sports. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. It's What I Need to Know, brought to you by All Red Heating, Cooling, Electric. Get your questions in now to the Mac and Jack's text line. Any question you have. I got some funny ones here and some sports ones. 866-979-3776. That is the Mac and Jack's text line. Here we go. What I Need to Know. Can you give an example of when you've padded your own stats? This is from the Giannis story. You should see my resume triple doubles all over that thing all over that thing <laughs> what am i padding my so hard to do it in football i think probably only time it would be considered padding stats is just playing hard when you're getting whoops i mean because in football yeah. there's nothing i could really do well maybe when i was playing quarterback in high school um instead of throwing to the open guy i just took off running he was wide open i'm just like i got this <laughs> no it's cool i'll do it now i uh don't really I swam so it's not really like it's a little bit different either you can do it or you can't Uh, I would say the closest I could get to that from like a non-sports relatable moment is like resume stuff Guys, you know you've had that thing. Pat that thing. You've had, let me tell you what. I used to be much better at speaking Italian. Not anymore. Hey, fluent. But I still say fluent. <laughs> I still say, yeah, I speak Italian. See. Hey, proficient absolutely. at Excel, too. Hey, I used to be, and that's what matters. <laughs> proficient at Excel. Oh, absolutely. Excel, because oh. no one ever need. unless you're in sales, you never need me to know Excel. No. Nah. Like, I guarantee you, Kyle, our PD, will never come up and say, I need you to make this spreadsheet. Man. So you know what? Yes. You I'm can more make than proficient. It. It just I'm an takes expert. You a long time to do oh, it. Oh, I'd be Googling yeah. like everything. Yeah. I, I would say like little tiny things on your resume when you're like, yeah, I, uh, I'm an expert in, a, in the Adobe suite. I've um, volunteered <laughs> overseas. <laughs> Went on vacation. Of course. Uh, what I need to know, if you had the best taco and the best hamburger, which one is the absolute best? Taco all day. I Taco. Nine... Point nine times out of ten would say taco. However, mm-hmm. I recently had a very good hamburger. I never like hamburgers, but it had this amazing sauce on it that was like their secret sauce and really thick cut bacon and pickles, which I never used to like on hamburgers until like a year ago when I had them for the first time on a hamburger. <laughs> Didn't like them because you never experienced them, huh? No. Okay. And let me tell you what, I think I might say burger. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprising even myself and frankly disappointing myself. <laughs> what I need to know, um, this one is a little tricky. So I'm going to read the question as is and then kind of rephrase it. What I need to know is, hypothetically, on our defensive line, everyone's healthy and an unrestricted free agent. Who would you sign for this upcoming season? So basically, who on this defensive line, they weren't under contract. If given the choice when healthy, you're like, I genuinely would sign this guy here. 100% healthy. Serviceable. It's Al Woods all day. Yeah. Only guy on that D-line who can handle a double team. I was going to say, he's kind of the only guy that's fit for the initial switch to a 3-4. Mm-hmm. At least the way you would think about it. Yeah. And, uh, man, if he was... His age is the only thing ever making me hesitate. Because mm-hmm. he's a great dude, captain on the defense. Like, one of your best linemen. 
wasn't quite as good last year as he was the year prior, but like, you want to talk about big bodies up front? Big body I got bands. Uh, will Jared Kelnick become an all-star this year? Negative. I don't need him to be either. Yeah, that's, don't a, need him that's a good point. You don't need him to be an all-star this year. Uh, what I need to know. Question. Many for uh, many are forecasting the Hawks still taking Anthony Richardson at five. How much better is Anthony Richardson compared to a more known commodity in Drew Locke? Right now, Anthony Richardson, I feel like, would compete with Drew Locke just off of his natural abilities. Mm. Now, Drew Locke has been in this league for a while, played for a few coordinators, understands the NFL game. But when all else fails and things go wrong, you have a quarterback who can just take off, buy time, and run. That's something you can't plan for on defense. Mm. So I would go with Anthony Richardson just because his ceiling is higher. But right now, Drew Locke is a better NFL quarterback. What I need to know, what is the best locker room story that you have? Best locker room story. When I was with the Hawks, we used to, there was like this little, um, little indoor basketball hoop we used to have. And I've seen dudes make a lot of money on that hoop and lose a lot of money on that hoop. What's the most you've seen someone lose? I've seen someone lose a couple grand. Oh! But they got it like that. A couple uh, I grand. was going to say, this. something tells me this was like a regular starter, a name we probably know very well. You, got, you knew who to play with. Me, I'm like, you got to be in the same tax bracket on yeah. me. Yeah. We're going to bet about the same. But these dudes will go at it. I don't have any good locker room stories with the exception of working in one where they're all just embarrassing. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, there was one moment that I still remember to this day where I was walking down the hallway at VMAC. This was back in 2015 or 16. And one of the training staff members, like, waves and kind of nods for no reason. I just assume that he's waving to me. So I go, hi, and I, like, I wave back. And then he looks, he like starts bringing his hand down and looks really <laughs> uncomfortable. And I look behind me uh, and literally immediately to my right, because he was passing me, is Jimmy Graham. No. And Jimmy Graham looked like he was trying everything within his power to not laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the embarrassing someone's waving at you and you're like, hey, uh, you know, the girl comes into the bar. Oh, she's looking at me. No, she's not. Nope. She's not. <laughs> uh, what I need to know, who's older, the 32-year-old with two kids or the 37-year-old with no kids? 32 with kids. You think so? I know so. Been there. How many kids did you have when you were 32? Two? Uh, what was that, five years ago? Yeah. yeah three, all three, three of them three. things. All oh, three of them God. things. That's tough. Yeah. Tough stuff. Uh, what I need to know, uh, would you want to, if you could be the focus of a viral meme, but it meant being associated with something embarrassing, would you do it? <sighs> yeah. Am I, am I getting Am I getting paid off of this? No. Nah. Only internet fame and clout. You're getting paid nah, in clout. I'm good. I'm but good. But bump the number one rule of the show. You do it all for clout. Do it for the clout. Nah, I can't do that for the. You'll wow. live forever. Forever. Wow. What I need to know, uh, I actually saved this one from yesterday because I liked it. If you were to take an at bat with the new pitching machine the Mariners are using, you can like choose pitchers. Who would you choose to face? And why? And could you make contact? This is a real question. I'm listening for this answer. <laughs> um, who would I choose? I'd go up. You know, I grew up in L.A., so I grew up watching the Dodgers. Um, Hodel Nomo, his delivery was so crazy. Yeah. Um, or I would go like Eric Gagne. Could I make contact? Deep cuts. I could. I mean, I can get lucky. Everyone get lucky and then graze it. Yeah. Would I count on myself making contact? Nah. I'm going to choose the worst pitcher so that I can try to make contact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Brady, you're a former pitcher. Who would you choose? 
If I was going to face a right-hander from today's game, Edwin Diaz with that arm angle being the same as Good every luck. pitch. Good luck trying to hit that. Mm. And from a lefty side, I've said this from day one, you, you can hit a Chris Sale slider. Talk to me. Talk Interesting. To, talk, talk to, to me. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Everything embarrassing. All right, that'll do it for us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 10 a.m. For Michael Bumpus, Curtis Rogers out today. Brady, thank you for filling in today. You were awesome. I'm Stacey Ross. Don't go anywhere. Wyman and Bob coming up next.